Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now on the Daily Mix Show. Damn. Some birds aren't meant to be caged. Yet, here we are, butt naked, eating soggy bologna sandwiches. Figure it's time to get busy living. And... Get busy winning. Let's play Cellmates. The game Cellmates is where lawbreakers become game changers on the Daily Mig Show. And all week long, we have been playing four Green Day tickets. That show is happening at T-Mobile Park on Monday, September 23rd. So let's meet our Cellmates. We have Dylan in South Hill. You were taken to the police station for creeping around in abandoned houses. Yeah, so... Um Basically, I had this friend who lived in and around Lake Taps, and a few of our friends would uh, go over there and uh, smoke a bit on the weekends, right? And uh, one time, it was uh, his, my buddy's little sister's birthday, and his dad wanted to take uh, the sister, her friends, uh, and himself to a hotel in Seattle to have a nice birthday. And we were told, we can't stay the night there. Well, we're like, oh, yeah, sure, that's cute. Uh, we're not going to stay there, wink, wink. And we ended up just kind of walking around the neighborhood. And my friends were like, hey, let's check out these abandoned houses uh, in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, why not? We can, you know, you guys want to smoke in there? Cool, let's do it. Well, it turns out that uh, abandoned and foreclosed are a little bit different. And uh, some people who own the properties ended up rolling up along with the police a few minutes later. So uh, we see that they rolled up. And uh, they roll up to the front of the house. I'm like, okay, we have to dip out of the back house, uh, the back of the house now. So we hop over this little fence into the woods. And instead of being smart and like laying on our backs for an hour or two and just hoping it passes, we waited about 10, 15 minutes and thought we could just walk out of the woods on a different side. <laughs> coast is clear, guys. Coast is clear. Uh, coast is clear. We're good. We're good. It's only been about 10 minutes. Right. They, there's no way other units are coming. They got better things to worry about. Let's go. Exactly. And, you know, as we're, as a couple of us were, uh, well, all of us, some of us were minors in possession, some of us were just minors, and uh, they pull up, and we run out the back, and we run out the woods, and right as we're walking around the corner, another unit goes around the corner. And so uh, they stop us, they talk to us, uh, they end up taking uh, a few of us down to the police station, and I was one of the lucky ones who just got to be picked up by my dad. Uh, who then got on a soapbox. There was a flag in the room with a few officers. My dad's a 100% disabled vet, and he said, son, 
do you see this flag and made the officer stay there for the speech and it was so embarrassing. I had to stay in my room for like a week and he took my laptop and it was very, very boring. Damn. I love that dad saw that as an opportunity to have like a movie moment. Look I at this flag, that. son. Look at this flag. Oh, yeah. oh it, it, that is legendary. If I say to any of my friends, son, do you see this flag? <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. Dude, good thing they didn't like get the canine unit and have like the, the dogs come and chase you down or anything like that. Oh my goodness! For real, yeah. I, I just—I was faster than everyone else there. I wouldn't have been too worried. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dylan. We've also got your cellmate on the line, Mike in Port Orchard. You got stuck between pallets and needed some first responders' help. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this is when I grew up down in uh, Panama City, Florida. Okay. Uh, I was like uh, fifteen or sixteen, and uh, it was like two o'clock in the morning. And me and a bunch of my friends, we were skateboarding around this parking lot, and there was a hardware store that I don't think exists anymore. It was a Scotty's uh, hardware. Uh, it might be like a Southern thing. Okay. And uh, so they had these big, the big stacks of the bags of mulch, you know, mm-hmm. that were probably like 10, 12 feet high. And my friends... And me thought it would be cool to, you know, kind of climb up on them and jump off on our skateboards and stuff, you know, and <laughs> doing stupid tricks and whatnot. You're like, I'm Mike, and, and this is Jackass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, basically. I get you, man. Uh, and so one of my friends discovered that up at the, the tallest stack where there was like four pallets pushed together in like a big square, they had these big giant stacks. He discovered that one of them, that two of the stacks were just far enough apart where he could like jump in between them and slide all the way down to the bottom and then kind of like shimmy his way out. And he's like, oh, dude, this is awesome. You got to try this. And me not thinking that, oh, well, he's a lot skinnier than I am. That's a factor. Was like, oh, yeah, let's try this. So I climb up to the top without even, like, like looking at it closely or thinking about it. I just run up and, like, okay, let's go. Whoop. And I jump down and, like, uh, just like Winnie the Pooh, oh, got stuck. Oh. Feet dangling. Oh, yeah. I, and I was stuck, stuck. Like, so did, I couldn't lift myself out or nothing. I was wedged in there. So, Mike, did your friends then have to call the authorities to get you unwedged? Or, like, when did they, how did the cops get no, involved? No, I, uh, uh, no. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a cop happened to be driving by and uh, saw us. So he came over to be like, hey, what are you, what are you kids doing? And that's when he saw me and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So he called for another unit to come, and they tried, like, one of them climbed up on the top and tried, like, pulling my arms to try and get me out, but he couldn't lift me out. Like, I told him, like, I was stuck, stuck. Like, please don't dislocate my shoulders, officer. Oh, man, if I was the cop, I'd be biting my and, cheek trying not to laugh at too one hard. Point, at one point, one of the cops was even, like, making fun of me. He was like, hey, yeah. why don't we... Oh, oh. Well, you can't say those words, Mike. <laughs> All right, let's pick who we're going to go with. Based on the severity, Steve, who's going first? Oh, man. You know, I know you used some foul language, but that was pretty... <laughs>
pick ending to that story. I say we go with Mike first, so long as he doesn't curse. All right, he gets Mike. the first shot. Mike, your first question in the game of cellmates. Eddie Van Halen was born on this day in 1955. In what country was he born? Oh, um, is it England? Wrong. All right, Dylan, you get this right. You're going to Green Day. What is the name of the longest river in Africa? Uh, the longest river in Africa is the Nile River. Yeah, Damn, baby. Look at that. Congratulations, Dylan. You are going to Green Day on Monday, September 23rd. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. You know, that same dad who said, look at this flag, took me to their American Idiot tour at <gasps> Oh, dude, that's so amazing. I, when I was like 10 years old, oh. uh, I used to sing the songs on, the, on my bus with kids out loud, and we would just censor ourselves for the curse words. Like, I love this. That makes me so happy. You are a very deserving winner this morning. And Dylan, good news. It's at T-Mobile Park. There's plenty of abandoned buildings right by there that you can rekindle your old favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, well, a part I forgot to mention was uh, a few days earlier, some of the people in there were actually busting up the house. They were, like, punching holes, kicking doors, and I was like, I had no idea. So that's actually why they came out there. Oh, uh, so they thought you were those guys. No, you were the good yeah. guys. I, I was not. I mean, that's why I got to just be released by my dad. Nice. <laughs> also, plenty of flags to look at at T-Mobile Park too. So y'all have a lot true. of fun. <laughs> Dylan, congratulations, man. Rockaholics, you might not know this, but January is actually called Divorce Month. And should you be concerned about it? There are three signs to look for, and we are going to tell you what they are after Lincoln Park. The Daily Mix Show. The Daily Mix Show. January. Is my birth month. Yes. But it's also sometimes called divorced divorce month because it's when divorce lawyers see a big uptick in their clients. Post holiday. This is interesting because, well, I mean, you, you shared it before, so I'm not like diming you out, but you were once in a, a marriage that ended in divorce before you ended up being with the great Brad. The great Brad who lets me nibble his knuckles. Okay. Yes. We continue <laughs> to go down that road. Absolutely. Now, Danny, you've also shared that. So yeah, a couple members on our show, Danny, he's, he's gone through a divorce as well. Best day of my life. Based on some of the stories we've heard in the last month, I feel like, you know, Sarah's eventually going to get divorced by George. Wow! Think- Danny has been saying that the day since the day I got married. So. Oh. One day he'll see the married. light. Sarah, I'm, I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm rooting for you, Sarah. Thanks, I am. Thanks. I feel... Comp- you can't. You, you. I'm not putting money on it, but I feel like this is a. I feel like you two are going to be in it for a long haul. Oh, I mean, you. I just see how the two, two of you together, and and he's an awesome dude, and you know. And I've been crazy since day one. I feel like your your level of craziness is also. I mean, you're still crazy, but you're not as crazy as you once were. She's married. Thank crazy you. Now. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that, but thank you so much. I was going to say, I think she might have just gotten offended by that. See, <laughs> she you, wants to be just as crazy. I, I well, we are are going to get together and have like a show bonding thing in a couple of weeks. Maybe you could step up the craziness. Okay, this sounds like a challenge. You know, I'm down. Well, apparently, there's about a 25 percent spike in the number of people looking for d- divorce advice during the month of January. That's a pretty big number, a 25 percent boost. So, did you get do did you? I don't know how how we could judge this, but in January, did you feel like the? It, does that make sense? That divorce month is in you know January? what's funny about that? I, my divorce was actually finalized in the month of January. Okay. And what was crazy Please is tell I tell me you gave him the papers as a Christmas <laughs> gift. 
Merry I did not, did not. It took a few months. So the the divorce went in, you know, started a couple months before filing the paperwork and all that. But it was finalized in January. And then I went to get my um, license renewed with because I wanted to change my name back mm-hmm. to Daily. And so I went in and I and I did all that and I had to get a picture taken. And then anywhere I would go where I would get ID'd afterwards, they're like, wow, you look so happy in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awful? I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was so smiley that day. So I a good point when a texture says nobody wants to buy Valentine's Day presents. So maybe get that's out of why. Dan, do you remember? Obviously, you probably remember when you got divorced, but was it in January? Nope, April. April. Yeah, I asked for it in April, and it took a year, and then I got divorced the following April. Was it an April Fool's joke that just went a little wrong? Yeah. It started off as a joke, and then you realized, no, actually, I do want to divorce you. Funny enough, we actually signed the divorce papers the day before our wedding anniversary. Wow. Wow. It's yeah. a nice, nice anniversary gift to yeah. each other. Happy anniversary. Get out of my life. Well, <laughs> right? if people are worried about their own relationship, we have some red flags that you might want to be aware of this divorce month. One, their spending habits change. Okay. Like maybe um, you're just no, blowing money wife, on stuff. She always spends money, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> the second one, makeovers. It's still a lot. <laughs> makeovers are suddenly hitting the gym a lot more. Well, Trying to a, work on your... That's a weird one right now, though, because a lot of people are still doing their New Year's resolution of, hey, I want to get in better shape. That, Do you that's the New the, Year's resolution is I want to get in better shape so I could ditch this old hag? That's what they're using as an excuse. Okay. But really... They're prowling. And then this lovely person that you're currently in a relationship with. I didn't mean old hag. They've stopped nagging you is the other one to look for. Oh, I'm good then. She still nags me. (laughs) So when when I got divorced, there was... Maybe after this conversation, I'll be in a little trouble. I'm joking, of course. There were were no wild spending habits during the divorce, but after our divorce was final, my ex-husband went out and bought a motorcycle because I never would let him have a motorcycle. So it was almost like a middle finger thing? It was absolutely. And I'm like, good for you. I've done that you got before. no rules now. I I get what he's talking because I remember one time I ended a relationship that was just not going well, and it's the next day after that relationship ended, granted it wasn't a divorce, which was just a, we were just boyfriend girlfriend thing, but we were living together and all that. The next day, I went on eBay and bought a brand new drum set, nice. impulsively. But I was just like screwing around on eBay, and of all the places, like usually you go to a music store, but I saw this cool Ludwig seventies drum set and it was it was i spent more than i should have but it was almost like a, i'm buying this drum set so because i don't want to spend a dime on you anymore bitch oh. like it was so dumb. <laughs> that was like that was my rationale behind it that's pretty wild uh, i also had to do um joint custody of the dog for a while was it your dog going into it or did you get it, it was together? a joint dog okay um a joint dog it was a, like community property Its i don't name know it was bob marley but we and there was a cat but i was not interested in the cat right. i did i'm not a cat person so i was like you can have the cat and he was like well i want the dog too see i had a relationship where it ended and i was stuck with the dog i didn't oh want, you didn't want the dog while. no i did not want this dog it was it was what the was next dog it? It was hers. Oh, just because it. it was hers. It, it, because the, the relationship ended, she didn't have a place to be with it. And I was trying to be cool enough. You know, I was like, whatever. But it was, it was a dog and it was this big ass goldfish. Like this goldfish was, it was weird. This goldfish was about like the size, I don't even know, like what, like the size of a football. Did it start out like teeny tiny? And this was before my time. Oh. I mean, this thing was just An there. elder goldfish. And I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, what? I'm stuck with this dumpy dog and this giant goldfish. I'm like, I, I almost wanted to feed the goldfish to the dog and be like, yeah, you have them both back. They're together now. And oh my god! Eventually she came and got those things because I did not want them. I, I told my ex he could have everything in the world that we owned except the dog. I just wanted the dog. And you, and that was the only thing I wanted. So at some point did you end up getting full? He caved. Okay. How long, full did, custody. how long did it take? 
It was months. I mean, probably like six, eight months or so, I would say, of, yeah. of like driving the dog back and forth, dropping her off. That's so annoying. It was pretty. I mean, but you know, I get it. That is, not, I'm not the only person that did that. Did the that. dog's you personality know, change? Because they say kids' personalities change, you know, after a divorce, obviously. Did you feel like the dog's personality was a little different? I don't, not that I can recall. But yeah, I was, you know, I feel like I won in the end. He got the flat screen and the couches and all the stuff. I just wanted that dog. Danny, did you have something that like you had a fight over with your your? I mean, obviously you have a kid. That's a different thing. Custody sure, with that. Yeah. But I mean, it's something that's not your kid that you're just like I kind of wanted that, or they or she wanted it, and you had to have a fight about it. No, I was pretty cool in terms of I just let her have everything because I also take everything and get out of my life. Pretty much, I moved to Seattle around the time, so I didn't have a ton of space anyway. The one thing that I will say that we did fight about like later on, but I'm talking like years after the divorce because I brought up I was like, why. Well, I got the bedroom set and you got the couches and I wish I could have taken the couches and she's like, by all means, take those couches. And like, we were fighting about it, but it was like years after we had split them up. And that is it was, strange. It was so dumb that we were fighting about it. But. Do you think, uh, but it's because you still have, you're still connected to her because of, oh, sure. because of Lily. Yeah, so we, I think sometimes maybe just something comes up just to argue about. Oh yeah. I mean, it was very reminiscent of our marriage. <laughs> Somebody said uh, they uh, when they got their divorce. Uh, I got Bradley Noel. Was it Brad- Noel? Bradley Noel. Noel yeah, yeah, from Sublime. Got the Sublime tattoo in four inch letters across my abdomen the day after I, my second divorce. LOL. Wow. So that's the thing. That's I guess a celebration. Like a Post breakup purchase. Yeah. I got drums. This other person got a, a motorcycle. Well, now yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't buy myself anything. Now I feel like I really missed that. Well, that window. I mean, can I still go make a? I'm divorce purchase. Let's go together because I don't think I did either. 14 years later, however long it's been now. And you were in Guitar Center yesterday. You could have made a big purchase. <laughs> Danny was shopping. I'd be going through a second breakup, I think, if I did that. <laughs> you come home. No, you tell your, you tell your girlfriend, like, look, this is because of the ex. <laughs> you should just be happy. She'd I mean. be like, what are all the other guitars for then? I've had a lot of exes. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine finding out that one of your classmates was making meth at school. This actually happened, and we're going to tell you about it at 817. <laughs> The Daily Migs Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 206-803-ROCK. Rockaholics, we want you to help complete this sentence. 
I was shocked to find out that my classmate did blank. There's a former chemistry graduate student in Illinois who's facing charges of operating a meth lab on campus. Is his name Walter White Jr.? It is. That, that just sounds like a whole new extension Plot? of the, the Breaking Brad franchise. Like the son of Walter White. Oh, that you might be onto something. He had kids? Yes. Let's start writing this. <laughs> it might already be in the works. Police Chief David Goodwin talks about the case. This was somewhat of a routine call when it originally came in. But a lot of our staff were able to kind of get it to the point where there was an arrest made in the end. So really a, a team approach. Um, I would love to talk to his classmates. You know, you always, whenever something happens, you interview the people in the neighborhood, maybe people who knew the person. And you get the, ah, he was always so quiet or he was this. I would love to know like if like any of his classmates were like, oh, yeah. It was obvious. This dude, he, he gave off vibes of being a, a meth guy. I mean, do you give off vibes of being a, like a meth user or just a meth lab guy? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he shaved know? his head. He's got one of those like Heisenberg hats, the mustache <laughs> and the goatee. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, like, do you get high on your own supply or are you not? Maybe he wasn't using the meth. I don't know. I have so many questions. That's why it would be interesting to hear like people who knew him. Like, yeah. Did they know that he was doing this on the side? Did you have any interesting classmate interactions? I had one classmate that it, 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 it surprised me, but didn't surprise me. It was after high school. He was kind of like one of the bullies. I remember his name. It was like, it was like Carmine like Gambino or something like that. It was like just this like super like A.O. guy. And then we found out that he eventually got hooked up into the mob, which was that kind of thing. Like, I think there's like an actual crime family, Gambino, but he wasn't like... But it was like his name was similar to I can't remember what his last name was, but I remember his first name was Carmine. And he was like big dude. And he was just if you looked at him the wrong way, he wanted to fight you. That sounds like, like his destiny though. So eventually I was catching up with some people when Facebook started becoming a thing and I'm all of a sudden reconnecting with all my old high school friends and we're all like, Whatever happened to this guy? Whatever happened? Every once in a while you get kinda like the sad story. Uh, he got hit by a, a like one guy was like on a scooter and he got hit by a bus. And I was oh like, no! Like, what the hell happened there? And then uh, it was around the scene. I'm like, whatever happened to Carmine? Remember that bully? Like, oh, he got hooked with the mob and he got whacked. I was like, no way! That's bananas. That was pretty crazy. Like you, it was almost like if if there was a high school yearbook where you're like most likely to get involved with the mob, Carmine would have been the guy. Oh yeah. But it was still kind of mind blowing when you hear about that. We had a kid that was uh, breaking into people's houses and go, going through panty drawers and stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And my uh, best friend's, Stanwood, man. Best friend's mom was one of the, the victims who had her panty drawer raided. So did he would he break into people's houses that he knew? I think so, yeah. Like, they were all in, like, the same neighborhood, pretty much. Stanwood High, man. They had a, a panty thief and a nickel nubbler. A, a knuckle nibbler. Nickel nubbler. Knuckle nibbler. <laughs> These are the things we are best known for in Stanford. Crazy. 206-803-ROCK. Did he get arrested? You know, I don't remember what kind of trouble he got into. We were, you know, this was like probably in, in you know, we were not 18, so I can't imagine they like threw the book at him. I'm did sure he, he got a, in a little bit of trouble, maybe some community service. It's probably a question. Put the panties yeah. back. Did he have a certain type of underwear of choice? Was it like well, thongs? If I, was it if, if I remember... If I remember correctly, I think there was something where he would like cut holes in them or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Steve, stop asking questions. I'm done. <laughs> I'm tapping out. My best friend is going to text me like, you're getting the story all wrong, but I'm pretty sure those are the cliff notes. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, it was wild. 206-803-ROCK. We want to hear from you, Rockaholics. Want you to help complete the sentence. You were shocked to find out that one of your classmates did blank. And we will take your calls after Van Halen. The Daily Mix Show. 206-803-ROCK. 
Rockaholics, we want you to complete the sentence. I was shocked to find out that my classmate did blank. I had a classmate one time that uh, I found out was a, an extra in a TV show I was watching, but I didn't know until I saw them in the TV show. What TV show was it? Grim. Do you remember that? It was from, they filmed it in Portland. Yes. My buddy Drexel, uh, who's a wrestler, the devil himself, Drexel, awesome dude, but he was an extra, or he was used on that show as well. I loved that show, and it was one of those things I had no idea, and then I he like was in the shot, and I paused it. And I'm like, that's got to be him. And I Googled it. I looked it up. And it, sure enough, it was him. Could you message him and be like, hey, is that you? Yes, I totally did message him. And it was absolutely him. And he was very excited. Do we get some text messages from uh, some rockaholics at 206-803-ROCK that are like almost historic? One person says, I went to high school with Gary Ridgway. Oh. Enough said. Wow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's pretty bonkers. Another person says, my, cra- my classmate was Billy. Yep. Mary Kay was a teacher of mine, too. That was such a crazy time, LOL. That was a crazy time. Everyone, I, you forget about that, but there was a moment where, like, that was a big story going on. It was like, one of the biggest stories. And it went on forever. She's no longer with us, right, unfortunately. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but I remember that was like, then they were together for a while. Uh, somebody said I had a former classmate that was convicted of quadruple homicide. He was always a bully. No real shock in this case. Wow. Yikes. And someone said, hey, speaking of uh, Stanwood, because you were talking about, you know, you had that, what was it, the... The panty thief. The panty thief. Then the knuckle nibbler, which is your, you, you right there. <laughs> um, someone said the barefoot bandit, also from Stanwood. Oh, good call. I wasn't even thinking about that. Colton Harrismore. Man, we could have a fun party in Stanwood. You guys, Stanwood is a wild place. Someone also texted in at 206-803-ROCK. And you could call in if you got a crazy story about a classmate when you found out about what they were up to. They said, I found out that one of my classmates in college was a stripper. I found out the hard way. LOL, giggity, giggity. Oh my gosh! It's like a centerfold, like the the, the Jay Giles band song. That Angel is the centerfold. Been, is that that moment where you're just like staring? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the girl from Economics. That happened to me, but not be, with a girl from college. It was a girl I went to high school with. Okay, actually, a few girls I went to high school with turned into strippers. She turned into strippers years later, and I didn't know it. Years so, what's later. the gentleman's club scene like in New Mexico? It's not bad. Booming. They, they, they clearly had, recruit. They wow. had well. They had one that was 18 plus, which was called Fantasy World, and you couldn't dr- <laughs> you couldn't drink there, but it was fully nude. Okay, that's like Seattle. Then. Yeah, and it was like okay, so you have, go and have to have your Red Bull, and that's where we went when we turned 18 and we were in college, and then all of a sudden there's like four girls I knew, two waitresses, two strippers, and they're like, "Danny, what's up?" And I'm like, "What is life right now?" Did you get dances from those girls? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, and they were super. They were super stoked. They were because, like, at that point, they knew that like I wasn't like and just being some weirdo. It was like, oh, we you're not a creepy old man in sweatpants. We had some some Red Bulls and hung out all night. Got to catch up for a couple minutes. So, what have you been up to? <laughs> That's crazy, man. I got a message about we were talking the other day about um, Omega Pizza and Pasta, and Chris Pratt went to high school in this area, and apparently he painted the mural. On, on Omega Pizza. Yes. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. That is a pretty cool thing. Uh, someone texted in and said, I found out a girl from college is the daughter of the lead singer of Toto. She's also the granddaughter of John Williams. Didn't find this out until years later. She's what very a, famous. What a strange story. Yeah. Yeah. Another person said, I went to high school with Gwen Stefani and Jeff Buckley. What? Well, clearly not from here then. No. That's, has, is that California? Somewhere. Huh. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? 
I feel like you went to high school with some interesting characters. Well, yeah, and I didn't really hang out with the the best crew, I would say. And he wasn't like a close friend of mine, but he was um, a friend of a friend, pretty much. And he called in a bomb threat to our high school. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny, but yeah, we got well, school off. Nobody got in trouble. I mean, nobody got hurt. No one got hurt. No, and I people got in trouble. I still don't know if like that was real or not, or if he just wanted the day off too. But I never saw him again. Yeah, you get in real, real trouble for that. And this was on Mercer Island, so like the cops have, you know, they're just chilling a lot of the time. So this was like big news. I remember one from my high school that might have been one of the more crazy ones just because it's something like, again, when when I left school and then moved out here, there was no real social media to like keep tabs on people. So unless you were constantly talking on the phone, you kind of lose you lose your friends in a way. You know what I mean? So it was when Facebook started back up again, I got a friend request from somebody who had the same last name as an old classmate. That was one of my closest buds, but we kind of lost track of each other. And it was a female. And I was like, huh, we have the same mutual friends, but he, I don't remember him having any sisters or anything like that. And then I clicked on the page and it said, went to the same high school. I'm like, wait a second. Now they, 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 they have women going, girls going to our high school, but at the time it was an all boys Catholic high school. So I'm like, this is not tracking. Why would this person who requested my friendship, that's a female, go to the same high school as me? And then it put two and two together. I'm like, this person looks a lot like my friend. He changed genders. Oh. And it was just like, you know, when you don't know that, and it's just all of a sudden, it's just like, boom, here's this information. It, it was just like, wow, what? I was not expecting this. And the light bulb went off. Yeah, and it was just like kind of crazy. But then like reconnecting and, and I remember like having a quick conversation about that. I was like, man, I, I had no idea. And of course, it's like, how the hell would you? And it's not like I had a way to tell you. It's like we, we just kind of disappeared. But I, you can't like, it's not like I'm, I'm supposed to do like, hey, here's a disclaimer. I'm just going to request your friendship and we'll figure it out from there. And I was like, that's crazy, though. It was like, that was definitely one that I was just like, was not expecting. Now, John in Seattle, the girl you were dating uh, had a porn career. Yeah, she was like, I, I didn't know this until like uh, a friend of mine brought it up while we we're kind of hanging out and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was, and then I brought it up to her and she was like, yeah, I was in porn and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, like, no judgment. I'm like, I mean, you know, that was a different time. So, <laughs> did you ask for a like link? Just, shocking. did you ask for a link just out of curiosity? You know? yes. Did I what? A link to one of her videos. Right. No, hell no, no. I mean, no, dude. I was like, she was really, she was cool, man. Like, I wasn't like broy like that. I was like, I was like, you're in porn. She was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, all right. I'm like, I'm like, do they treat you okay? She's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, and like, she got paid, and uh, she was she was a really really cool girl and stuff. And she was going at the time. <clears throat> it did help her <clears throat> literally go to the uh, University of Cal. See, this was down in California. That's not just like a, a running gag where we're like, oh, you're trying to put yourself through college. She literally put Co herself through college. College is very expensive. Yeah. Good for her. Robert and Lacey, your friend was the centerfold? Yeah, she wasn't necessarily my friend, but she was very popular at school, so everybody knew her. Um, and I, I didn't know, but I, I was in my first deployment in Iraq, and a friend was looking at a Playboy, and I... And I noticed her and I recognized her. I said I knew her and nobody believed me. So <laughs> after that deployment, I had to bring out my, my yearbook and and prove it, I guess. Do you remember what year this was? 
Uh, was she Miss June? In 04. 04, all right. That would be crazy to like open up a, a Playboy and get to the center for a bank. I went to high school with this person. When I was in college, they did like a college version of Playboy and they solicited college women to like represent their school and be in the magazine. Karen, and you're I, talking about the girls of the Pac-12. Uh, yes. I might the, have been a fan <laughs> of that. But I didn't I didn't know the girl personally, but she was friends with a lot of my friends and there she was in all her glory. We had when I worked at the end, we had a coworker who was working, I think, in sales at the time, and she was featured in the girls of the Pac twelve and she was a, a coog. Do you know do they that's probably the same girl. Maybe. Do you know do you know if they got paid like do you get paid for that? Or is that like all volunteer? I, I that's I don't ask about finances. That's not my kind of thing, man. Like I'm not gonna ask. I, I always always a fan though of the Oregon. Uh, you liked Miss, Miss Oregon? Or the girl that packed A like usually they were like the hot blonde girls. Like, typically, it was like every single time one of the the University of Oregon, and then also then Oregon State. I always got to chuckle because the girl was a beaver, and that was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> when you're a teen. You know, you find these fun little things about... And the girls in a Pac-12 issue was always one of my favorites. I bet it was. Yeah. Sounds like it still is. I mean, I might still have a couple of those <laughs> issues at home. I'm not positive. I'll have to check my uh, storage. Rockaholics, who out there would like to beat Steve? He is 22 and 11 in the new year. 206-803-ROCK. We will play Beat Migs at 847. The Daily Migs Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news... You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 